can scarcely think of anything better than a walk in the woods. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. Green is a color humans need. Studies have even shown that spending just 20 minutes in a green space has measurable positive impacts on our mental health and decreases stress. That is probably why November and early April are the times of the year when I find myself getting annoyed at the landscape. The fields are tawny and the deciduous leaves are gone, leaving a distinct sense of something missing. In November, it feels like a sense of loss, and in April, impatience. I remember just how short the growing season is in Maine when lawns and fields are still hesitant to completely green up by mid-April. But in these moments of green deficiency, I find myself drawn to evergreen forests carpeted in lush green mosses. Even now, as deciduous leaves are developing by the day, beginning as a pale spring green, I still find myself drawn to the deep greens that so many mosses provide. To understand mosses, it is important to understand the difference between vascular and non-vascular plants, something fifth graders are supposed to know according to many school science standards. Don't remember learning about non-vascular plants in fifth grade? You're not alone, neither do I. But here's a refresher. Vascular plants have vessels that move water and nutrients around a plant, quite like our arteries and veins do for moving blood around. When you think plant, you're probably thinking of vascular plants. Trees, flowers, ferns, those are all vascular. Non-vascular plants lack these vessels to help them access water and nutrients, and instead rely on soaking up water like a sponge. They don't have deep roots that allow them to reach for hidden water. As a result, non-vascular plants are typically found in wet areas where water is plentiful most of the time. Mosses are non-vascular plants, which is why we usually find them in wet areas, like in bogs, moist forests along the foggy coast, or coating rocks along streams. The range of lush greens and even coppery reds that various moss species offer comes from the presence of chlorophyll that allows them to convert sunlight, water, and carbon dioxide into sugar and oxygen through the process of photosynthesis, like other plants. I find that people often confuse mosses and lichens. One simple way to tell the difference is that lichens tend to be much more wiry or leathery, while mosses tend to be much more soft and fluffy. But lichens are worthy of their own episode, so you'll have to stay tuned to learn more about them another time. When I was looking to buy land, the first lot I saw where I could really picture my future home was a wooded lot absolutely carpeted with mosses. Throughout the process of clearing the site for the house, I took the extra time to furiously transplant as much moss as I could to areas I knew we would not disturb during the building process. Mosses are delicate, and they can take many years to establish. Transplanting big clumps of moss was the least I could do for something that is pumping out oxygen, preventing erosion, storing moisture, and providing habitat for lots of tiny creatures just by existing. My next goal is to get to know each of the species of mosses on this land I have come to steward. Identifying mosses can be tricky and often requires a hand lens or microscope. But if you do have access to a microscope, you might even get to see a tiny resilient critter that calls mosses home. A tardigrade, also called a water bear or moss piglet. So the next time you're outside, you could quiz yourself on the different vascular and non-vascular plants you know you'll likely discover that you're much more familiar with the vascular plants of your backyard, 
and might just want to invest in a hand lens to get to know those soft and welcoming mosses that are in a world of their own. Just being among them will decrease your levels of cortisol, something we can all benefit from. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, references, contact information, photos, and information about how to subscribe to the show as a podcast by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology.